Disaster approaches. Nations quake. Societies shake. The ripping sound of the world's fabric can be heard tearing apart all around us. Can be heard in our media, in our families, in our hearts. If you have heard this ripping sound of discontent, this sound of disasters dancing around us, say amen. Amen. Ah, amen indeed. But has not this litany of woe and warning been the bitter brew of every generation? Korea. The Cold War. The McCarthy hearings. The space race. Hurricane Donna. If any of you remember these things, say amen. Amen. Vietnam. The Kent State shootings. The assassination of the Kennedy brothers and Martin Luther King Jr. Watergate. If any of you remember these things, say amen. Amen. The Challenger explosion. The stock market crash. The first Gulf War. David Koresh. Columbine. If any of you remember these things, say amen. Amen. September 11th. Hurricane Katrina. The Great Recession. The Boston Marathon bombings. The El Paso shootings. If any of you remember these things, say amen. Amen. And if we turn to Luke 21, we are rewinding the clock back 2,000 years and we find Jesus in the capital city of Jerusalem, in the great Jewish temple. And he is warning his disciples. He says, beware, you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I'm he. And the time is near. Do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place. They will arrest you and persecute you. You will be betrayed. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Question. Since the time of Jesus, have there been many false messiahs? Yes. Since the time of Jesus, have there been many insurrections and wars? Yes. Since the time of Jesus, have many Christians been persecuted and arrested? Yes. Which should be example enough, never mind Jesus' life, that whenever the church persecutes and arrests, it has abandoned the way of Jesus. Amen? Amen. But Luke 21 raises more than the theological question... Of Jesus' return. It does that, but it raises more questions than that. Questions like this What will you do when false messiahs come? What will you do when destructive events take place? The Reverend Dr. David Tweed, who's a New Testament scholar, comments on this passage thus quote, The hope. 
to which Jesus testifies in this passage, is no trivial denial of the struggles, the pain, and the agony of human life, or the catastrophic forces of nature. These are real. And the prophets of old have interpreted such devastations as the context of God's saving work. Jesus joins this chorus, bringing it close to the experience of the early Christians. But he says, by your endurance, you will gain your souls. Endurance in what? Endurance in the way of God, in the way of love, in the way of Jesus. Because it's not a question of if false messiahs come, or if destructive events take place. They have, they will whether we're talking about the world stage, this nation stage, or the stage of your life. They have come. They will likely continue to come. As for as long as there is history, until history ends, or the mystery of the revelation of Jesus' return is made known. So if the nation riots, endure in the way of Jesus. If the world goes to war, endure in the way of Jesus. Let's say that together. Endure in the way of Jesus. Now this way of Jesus might call you to ask, why are the crowds rioting? And call you to labor for justice. This way of Jesus might call you to work for peace at home and across the world. When your family struggles, endure in the way of Jesus. When division, disease, death come into your life, endure in the way of Jesus. Let's say that together. Endure in the way of Jesus. This way of Jesus may call you to heroically love yourself or others. This way of Jesus may call you to lean on your friend's faith. Because in the face of life's worst, you may have no prayers, no power, but only pain. Pain, despair, loneliness, These are formidable foes. They are no laughing matter. But when they come, endure in the way of Jesus. Turn to someone next to you. Tell them to endure in the way of Jesus. So how? Well, cry out to God. Reach out to others for help. Lean on your loved ones. Pray, even when you don't feel like it. Come to this altar for strength, even when you're not sure you want to be here. Let the faith of others sustain your faith when your faith is a bit shaky. Let others' hope lift you up when you cannot manage to find hope yourself. That's the gift of community.
Now, I had a secret that I really wish was not a secret. Do you know why the Christian church for centuries has talked about spiritual practices? Or why we talk about a rule of life or the seven marks of discipleship? Do you know why the church has done that for all these ages? First of all, let's remind ourselves what they are. Worship weekly, pray daily, serve at St. John's and beyond, love others and build spiritual friendship, know the Christian story and invite others, give generously, and rest regularly. Do you know why the church has done that and why we talk about it? Is it because we just want to give you a list of stuff to do to burden your life? No. Is it because we want people to be really churchy? No, not really. Why? Because for 2,000 years, these practices have helped ordinary people endure in the way of Jesus. To survive and thrive in the midst of life's worst and best, whether you're on the mountain or off the mountain. Wherever you are, on the mountain or off the mountain, these practices have this power to sustain, this power to encourage. But the grace of them is, guess what? In, well, practicing them. Day in, day out, week in, week out. Plus, adding the spiritual water of the Holy Spirit. So if there was a formula, there is not a formula, but if there was a formula, it would look like this. Intentional practices, marks of discipleship, intentional practices plus God's power equals people who endure in the way of Jesus. Intentional practices plus God's power equals people who endure in the way of Jesus. The way of God, the way of love for themselves, for the people around them, for the world. Now, is all that easy? No. Will you and I fail a lot? You bet. But the grace, the power in these practices is much more in the striving, the trying, than in any perfection of living. God is good and gracious, but it's in the striving and the trying that the sustaining power is found to endure. Okay, I hope the secret is out. So, when the telephone rings, when the bad news breaks and your heart quakes, open your hands. One to God, one to neighbor, and receive power for the facing of the hour. Endure in the way of Jesus. Amen.